Hey, it's LaShawn with Divas Are Frugal, and today we're going to talk about impulse buying. We're going to discuss ways to reduce impulse buying, and we're also going to touch on what to look for in stores and companies that we buy from, and also what to look for within ourselves when we're discussing um, just, you know, buying on an impulse. Although impulse buying occurs year-round, it is the biggest shopping season of the year right now. We're in the holiday season, so I thought it was important to kind of touch on it right now. So first, let's talk about like what is impulse buying. Impulse buying is defined as the buying of goods without planning to do so in advance as a result of a sudden whim or impulse. So basically, you buy something, but you had no plans of buying it. This happens all the time. If you are breathing, if you are listening to me right now, if you hear the sound of my voice right now, you have been an impulse buyer at some point in your life. Let's discuss some of the things that I've read around the internet and some books um, concerning impulse buying. The first thing that caught my eye was an article in Psychology Today by Dr. Ian Zimmerman. And it says, the title is, What Motivates Impulse Buying? And basically, what he said in this article was that, you know, impulse buyers are often concerned with their image and their status. They have difficulty controlling their emotions and are not happy as others. And they don't think about consequences. He also discussed, like, the connection between consumers and products, which I will discuss a little later um, in the podcast. But I thought that was kind of um, interesting because, again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I feel like everybody has impulse shopped at some point in their life. Like it's set up for it to happen. You have done it, whether you do it a couple of times a week or, you know, once a month or whatever. We've all done it. So I thought it was interesting that he said most people who are impulse buyers um, are concerned with their image and status and they have difficulties controlling their emotions. Now, the emotions part, I can see that because I think a lot of times people buy on impulse because, you know, oh, I'm mad, um, you know, moody or whatever, then I'm going to go buy something. And that could be food. It doesn't have to be, you know, going to get a pair of shoes or anything like that. So impulse buying is just a buying of goods. So it doesn't have to be, you know, just going to the mall and getting shoes or a new bag or something like that. It could really just be going to get a candy bar because you upset, but you had no plans of getting that candy bar. So um, that was pretty interesting thoughts that he had. And he talked about a whole lot more, but those are that's just what I picked up from the article that, you know, I thought was interesting. So CNBC had an article entitled, Consumers Cough Up $5,400 Per Year on Impulse Purchases. Right. So they um, had a survey that was done by SlickDeals.net. And in the survey of the people that were polled, 85 percent of those surveyed said they had made impulse purchases due to a discount or a deal, which they describe as optimistic purchasing. So right now we are in the thick of the holiday season and we are getting emails, text messages, ads from, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, all kind of stuff just thrown at us from different companies about what deals and discounts we need to take action on right now 
before it's too late, you know, before the season gets here and we don't have whatever they think we know we should have. And then the thing about it is some of the stuff that they're sending us, especially in emails, is stuff that we've looked at on their sites before. And now they're like, oh, it's on sale. Like, you need to come back and get it type of deal. So when CNBC um, talked about this survey from slickdeals.net and 85% of those surveyed said they may impulse deals based on like a discount or a deal option, like I definitely get that because I have been there, okay? I have been there. One thing that I've done to kind of curve that is I know that a lot of times there are a lot of discounts and deals during this time of the year. So sometimes I wait to go shopping until this time. So like there are only certain times of the year that I'm like, okay, let me definitely get this type of item during this time because I know they're going to be a lot of deals uh, and probably better deals, you know, during this time than maybe in the summer months or whatever. So I thought that was very interesting. And um, Slick Deals also, as a part of their survey, they talked about the top five buys, right, based on those who took the survey, of course. And the categories are food, clothing, household, takeout, and shoes. So before I give you, like, the top five, just think about, like, what do you think is the number one thing that people buy impulsively out of food, clothing, household, takeout, and shoes? And just, you know, write it down right quick and just let me know. So now that you have written everything down and you have um, these categories in order, let me tell you what the survey said. Food was number one at 71%. Clothing was number two at 53%. Household was number three at 33%. Takeout was 29%, and that was coming in at number four. And number five, 28% was shoes. So the top five things that people impulsively spend on, the number one item is food. And I can definitely see that because there have been plenty of times where I'm just like, you know, I'm hungry, I'm out here, let me eat. Even going shopping, most of the time, when you go shopping and stuff like that, I know for me, I usually end up eating out <laughs> while I'm on the shopping trip. Unless I might have had like breakfast at home, that's it. Other than that, um, I'm eating out while I'm on the trip. So that's usually an impulse buy, usually. Now, sometimes I'll plan for it. Like, okay, I definitely know that I'm going out. I'm going to be out for a while. So let me go ahead and plan to go eat at the mall or eat somewhere. But most of the time, it's not really planned. I always have a plan of going back home to eat, and then I'm out, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just eat something while I'm out, because shopping on an empty stomach is not the business either. Earlier, I mentioned, you know, going to the store to purchase a candy bar because you're just having a bad day. And so with that scenario... One may feel like, okay, well, basically you're saying, you know, I need to check my emotions and it's my fault. I'm having a bad day. So I went and got this candy bar to like make me feel better, whatever. Right. But that's only half of this whole impulse buying thing. The other half is really on the companies. They use advertising and marketing 
to get you to the point of even thinking that. And I know it sounds crazy, but like it is definitely a thing because if you think about it, say, you know, you were going to the gas station, you're having a bad day, but you were going to purchase gas and you went inside. What is right at the counter? Candy. So you go inside and you see this two for two for these like king size Snickers. So what do you do? You think you're getting a deal because it's two for two for these king size Snickers. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to get this Snicker and it's going to be the bomb. And it's going to make me feel good. Even if it's only for like two minutes, I'm going to feel great about it, you know? And so you get this thing, but it's like they already set you up from jump because they have the candy bar sitting right there for you. These companies are definitely setting us up for the okie doke. They're using the advertisements and even how they set up their stores to make sure that we are spending our dollars and every penny counts. Just like I say when um, I'm talking about budgeting, like every penny counts, they think and they know that every penny counts also. So that's why even when I think about like Target and how when you walk into Target, you have the Target dollar spot. I always always stop by the target dollar spot like never fail i don't always get anything from that area but i always stop there and you better believe i'm not the only one there's usually like a good four or five of us in the section at the same time and if you've ever been to the target dollar spot you know that it's really like tight so just imagine a little cramped area where all these people are there and you know why they're there because for one we in target and Target, you know, is not the cheapest place. <laughs> it's not super expensive, but it ain't the cheapest. And then to have a little section that's like, oh, this is a dollar spot. Basically saying everything is, you know, under like $10. Like, yo, let me see what they got. So if anything, that's the reason why. Because you're walking into a store where you expect to spend money. And then you see this little area right in front of the store, ready for you to walk in. And everything there is like under ten dollars. I think. I think the highest price I've seen there maybe seven. They might have something a little higher. I don't know. But anyway, that's like just a form of a company basically getting you to spend money that you did not come in there to spend. Because only time I intentionally go to the dollar spot is when I'm doing something like work related. And that's certain times of the year, I will go intentionally to the dollar spot to spend money. Other than that, it's never intentional. It's always impulse. Like that whole section is set up for the impulse buyer. Outside of the store layout, companies and stores, um, which is one and the same, they also, you know, put their lower price items near the front um, at checkout. And we talked about that when we talked about the candy bar scenario. Um, also, they communicate urgency like, oh, you got to have this. It's the hottest item. It's going fast. It's only going to be like 50 percent off or 80 percent off for this amount of time. So they anticipate like they give you an urgency, a scarcity um, tactic there. They also like anticipate customer consumer needs. Um, you know, like if it's around sporting time, if you walk to certain stores, you're going to see a lot of sporting items in the front. Christmas time, you're going to see a lot of wrapping paper in the front. So they're always, you know, thinking about, okay, what are you going to need? Let me make sure that I have it so that you don't have to think twice about buying it when you get in my store. And then they go even deeper into like the signs they put up, how they like the stores, um, the colors, and even how they train their staff. 
So definitely, I guess you all who work in um, retail and stuff, you probably already know this, but people who work in stores, they're trained on how to, you know, get you to upsell and do things to get you to spend money. Here are a few ways to help you to reduce falling into the impulse buyer's trap. One, plan your store visits. Before you leave the house, know what stores you need to go to and why. If you need to say, okay, I need to go to Walmart and I need to get a broom, I need to get a pack of um, vegetables, I need to get some socks, just, you know, those things, be very specific. And then if I need to go over to uh, Michael's to get some things, like what exactly do you need from each store? Go ahead and plan those visits. Next, avoid trigger stores. Now, I talk about Target all the time because that is my store. I've, um, me and Target have been doing really, really well as far as me not spending money, spending too much money when I go into the store. And I love Target. A long time ago, that was a trigger store for me. Like, I would go in and I'm going to buy something. Like, I'm going to buy a couple of things. But now, I can go into Target and buy nothing at all. Or use my, you know, plan store visit tactic and just get exactly what I want and leave. And part of that is when I go into Target, I don't sit and like wander around the clothes and wander around the shoes because that's what really gets me. Wander around the shoes or the cosmetic section. If I'm going to get some shoes, I'm going just to shoes. If I'm going to get something out of electronics, I'm going just to that section and I am coming out of the store. But if you have stores where you know no matter what you are going to spend in those stores, stay out of that store. Don't even go in there unless you're ready and you have planned to spend some money. Next, avoid store emails. And I'm going to put text in there also. And sometimes you may need to even like unfollow them on social media. Avoid those things. So there are definitely traps. My email is full of Fashion Nova. Bath and Body Works, um, those are two main. And I'm pretty sure some other stores are in there too that send me emails every single day with some sort of deal and some sort of coupon attached to it. I do not open those emails unless I am ready to shop. Because if I sit there and open the email, then I find myself on the site, find myself looking at stuff and then seeing deals (laughs) that they have going on then I find myself with a cart full of stuff. Then I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, why I really need to get this stuff right now versus the fact that I just don't need it. So avoid the store emails, their text messages, because they will text you to death also. And if you need to, unfollow them from social media. Next, review your needs versus wants on a regular basis. Now, I talk about this a lot also. Um, This is a very like basic thing, but I think it's something that is needed and people don't do a lot, especially when you're doing unconscious things like impulse buying can be, it's unconscious. You do it and you don't even know you're doing it sometimes until it's like after the fact, like, oh, like, did I really need that? Or, you know, it's just out of habit basically. But review your needs versus your wants. Like, what do you actually need? And what do you want? And that goes down to the items that you buy. Okay, I do need a TV, but I want this TV that costs like $2,000 and has like all this dope stuff, but it's like, you know, a 75-inch TV. 
And then there's another TV that's, you know, $700, has similar things, but it's only like 55 inches. However, like I really want that other TV, but do I really need that large and expensive TV? Like, is it going to fit in the area that I need it to fit in? Like, does it make sense? And is it aligned with your goals also? Think about that, too, when you're thinking about um, needs versus wants. And one thing I want to touch on with needs versus wants, I don't want people to feel like you can't feel guilty for wanting things and buying nice things. I never want you to feel guilty for that because I know I sure don't. But you have to be mindful sometimes of what you're buying and when you're buying it because Sometimes I think we get comfortable and then we're just buying all this like expensive stuff. Like for what? It's like, did you really need that? Or did you have to go spend that much money on it? Or did you really think it through? And then keep a list of needs versus wants also. Um, in my house, I keep a list of certain things. Like with my makeup, I can, I love makeup and I like going shopping for makeup. But I try to keep like a, just a list of, okay, these are the things I need to replace. And these are the things I want. So that way I always have the items that I definitely need, my base items. And then, you know, if I have a little leftover or if I want to budget a little more towards my makeup, then I can get some of the things that I want that's probably going to cost a little bit more, be a little bit more pricey. So review your needs versus your wants regularly and keep a list. Those are the four tips that I have to reduce, to help you reduce the impulse buy. And yes, I said reduce on purpose. I didn't want to use the words avoid or stop or anything final because as I stated in the beginning of this podcast, everyone has been an impulse buyer. And if you haven't, you will be. And you've probably done it unconsciously um, and just, you know, just didn't know you did it or whatever because, I mean, it's an easy thing. Um, to do and it can be so small like you buying something you know for a dollar somewhere but if you didn't plan to get it already you plot it on impulse but anyway so that's why I use the word reduce and again those uh, tips I gave were plan store visits avoid your trigger stores avoid store emails um, text messages social media if you need to and review your needs versus wants on a regular basis. And before we get out of here, I wanted to also um, touch on some good questions to ask yourself. Now, I got these questions from a book called The Psychology of Success. And these questions were pretty good, so um, I'm going to share them with you. One question to ask yourself is, do I own something similar? So how many of us have been in a store and you see some shoes? And you're like, oh, I like them, but you have them at home, at home already in like red and in green, but now you're about to buy them in black. Like, do I own something similar to this item I'm about to buy? Next, can I borrow a similar item instead? So I think about books when I think about this. Instead of going to Barnes and Nobles and buying up every book that I like there, and I do like to read books, why not use my free community library and just get books from the library. And so that's what I think about when it's like, can I borrow this item? And it could also be something where, you know, if you need 
something for a specific event and you're only having this event once or twice and you know somebody that has the item you need, why not just borrow it from them for that specific event and give it back instead of you buying something for one time and then just having it in your house and never possibly using it again. Next, have I comparison shopped for price and quality of this item? Have I comparison shopped for price and quality of this item? You see something in one place, you see it's a deal on that, and you automatically go for it. Like, are you doing that? Or are you saying, okay, look, I see this deal on this. Let me look at Amazon right quick and see what they selling it for. Let me go over here and look at Best Buy and Walmart. And like, have you looked at all your possibilities first? Um, before you went and copped an item. So I like that question a lot because I think that really that really does slow down the impulse buy and it allows you really to think. Because I think if you really did comparison shop, if you really wanted the item, you're going to get it and you're going to get it at a great deal because you're taking time to really see, uh, find the best deal that's out there. But also, if you really don't want the item, you're thinking, oh, I just want it, you know, right now because I see it and it's on sale and it's like, why not have it? That's an impulse, right? But then you may get it home and use it once or twice and never look at it again versus if you really shopped around for it and stuff like that. So I do like that question, a really, you know, good question. Another one, do I want to put in the work needed to maintain and repair the item? When I think of this question, I think about like a car. I like luxury cars. I do. But every time I think about, not the car note, I think I'll be fine with the car note. When I think about the repairs for the car down the line or like the service for the car, I'm like, do I really want to spend that money on that? Like, really? I don't think so. So that's what is always in the back of my mind when I think about, you know, luxury cars or whatever. It's like, I want one. It's cute. It's nice. It's shiny. But then I'm thinking on the back end, you know, it's way more than just a car note. Like, a whole lot of other stuff got to go into that. And me and my little Honda Civic, we good. And the last question to ask yourself when you're out buying items is am I buying this in an attempt to satisfy a psychological need? And that is a pretty good question. Again, it says, am I buying this item in an attempt to satisfy a psychological need? And that goes back to the first, one of the first articles I mentioned um, in this podcast from Psychology Today, when they talked about impulse buyers um, being concerned with their image and their status. Like when you're out shopping and when you're like buying certain things, like what is it doing for you? Is this going to make me feel like I'm, you know, in with certain people? Is this going to just make me feel good about myself for the moment? Like, what is it going to do for me in the long run? So that is, you know, a really thought-provoking, um, you know, kind of deep question. But those are the questions that I got from the Psychology of Success book that I thought just were really, you know, good questions to really keep in mind when you are out buying things. And I do like use my needs versus wants and ask myself some of these questions when I'm out purchasing things because I do like to shop. I am a spender. Um, that's just me. But I have learned to control the spending. However, I still don't like to waste my money. 
So I definitely ask myself, okay, do you really want this? Do you really need this? Like, I really do ask myself those questions. But all in all, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. I hope that this podcast has, you know, made you think and realize some things that you probably didn't, you know, realize before as far as impulse buying goes. And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for taking time to listen to little old me and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Divas Are Frugal, the podcast.